Hello, I'm Mark Fuller, Ph.D., and welcome to the latest episode of The 5-Minute Expert. Today, we're talking about what Disney and the CIA have in common. Fantasia. Almost everyone, adult or kid, has heard of or seen Fantasia. Fantasia is a 1940 American animated film produced by Walt Disney. At the time, it was Disney's most expensive and technically challenging animated feature film. Fantasia combined classical music and garnered significant critical acclaim at the time of its release. Some critics even called it a masterpiece. But before we go any further, let's sneak in a moment of undivided commercial awareness for this week's sponsor. You too can be a secret agent. You too can be a secret agent is the recruiting arm of America's CIA or Central Intelligence Agency. Dream of going undercover and stealing top secrets from the Russians, Chinese, or Iranians? Send your resume to You Too Can Be a Secret Agent. We'll review your experience and qualifications and determine if you're a good fit. Most applicants get hired, so don't be discouraged if you don't get in on your first try. That's You Too Can Be a Secret Agent. Who knows? You might be the next Maxwell Smart. Well, over 1,000 artists and technicians were used in the making of Fantasia, which featured more than 500 animated characters. Segments were color-keyed scene-by-scene, so the colors in a single shot would harmonize between scenes. Each segment's narrative had an overall color scheme designed to the general mood of the music and patterned to correspond with the subject matter. The studio's character model department even sculpted three-dimensional clay models so the animators could view their subject from all angles. The live-action scenes were filmed using the three-strip Technicolor process where the light enters the camera lens and is split by a prism, while the animated segments were shot in successive yellow, cyan, and magenta-exposed frames. Then the different pieces of film were spliced together to form a complete print. About a year or so after Fantasia came out at the box office, President FDR issued an order forming the OSS, or Office of Strategic Services, which morphed into the CIA after World War II. Like Fantasia, thousands of people worked on this project. The OSS was charged with collecting strategic information and conducting clandestine psychological operations. Its scientists specialized in producing a number of dirty tricks, including an explosive pancake mix, incendiary bombs strapped to live bats, truth drugs for getting information from prisoners of war, and a foul-smelling spray with the repulsive odor of fecal matter. Desperate times called for desperate measures. Among these outlandish strategies was Operation Fantasia. Japanese culture was still deeply mired in superstitious traditions during World War II, and the OSS intended to capitalize on those beliefs with Operation Fantasia. Operation Fantasia was brainstormed and designed in 1943 
as a psychological attack involving a strategy to spray paint live foxes with luminous paint and then set them upon the Japanese people. Why foxes? In the Japanese religion known as Shinto, dating back to the 8th century, there are no central gods or goddesses to worship. Shintoists devote themselves to invisible spirits called kami. One such kami is known as Inari, a spirit fox. In traditional Japanese folklore, foxes were thought to be witch animals, and when Inari was seen illuminated or glowing, it meant bad luck was on the horizon. The OSS intended to capitalize on those beliefs by unleashing numerous skulks, which are groups of foxes, onto the Japanese mainland. Even if the stunt didn't end the war, it would still create chaos among the Japanese people because of the fear and panic it would create. Planners started by experimenting with fox-shaped balloons covered in luminous paint and dangled by fishing line. But by the end of 1944, they decided to begin spraying live foxes with luminous paint hoping to release them across the entire field of combat. The operation would begin by distributing pamphlets patterned after Japanese soothsayers warning of impending evil. These would be airdropped and spread by field operatives who would blow special reed whistles to simulate a fox-like cry of the damned and use powders and paste to spread fox odors. The OSS also enlisted Japanese collaborators to, quote, simulate persons possessed by the fox spirit. The OSS conducted initial tests in New York's Central Park by releasing 30 foxes that, quote, were painted with a radiant chemical which glowed in the dark. The plan had its intended effect. New Yorkers were terrorized by the sight of the ghost-like foxes seeming to appear out of nowhere. According to one report, quote, horrified citizens, shocked by the sudden sight of the leaping ghost-like animals, fled from the dark recesses of the park with the screaming jimmies. Well encouraged by this result, OSS planners set about obtaining as many foxes as possible from China and Australia in anticipation of an Allied invasion of Japan. Only the dropping of the atomic bomb and the war's sudden conclusion stopped Project Operation Fantasia from going forward. In short, they had been outfoxed. Well, Larry, what do you have for us from the peanut gallery today? Berto from Barcelona, Spain, emailed to say, quote, I like foxes and have had several vixens as pets. I imagine it was pretty hard to get them to stand still so they could paint them. I know mine won't stand still very long. Do you have any idea what colors they use to paint them? Foxes are very particular animals, and I suspect they would prefer some colors over others, unquote. Well, Berto, my research indicates that luminescent green, pink, and yellow were the most popular colors in 1943, but blue and orange were certainly favorites as well. Thanks for your email, and be sure to enjoy some paella for us. Friends, Larry seems to hold to the idea that the best fox is a dead fox. He says one of his fellow chimps was attacked by a rabid, bushy-tailed, ring-eyed, short-whisker swamp fox, and he has never forgotten or forgiven it. Maybe your friend was annoying the fox. 
Have you ever considered that? I'm just saying. Well, anyway, tell one person about the podcast today. You'll be glad you did.